what was the to have that we use to go in the past? Haber. Haber. Good. How would you say, I have cancelled? I have cancelled. He cancelado. Good. He cancelado. And we said that the version of the verb that you get after haber, you can use it like an adjective as well in Spanish, just as we do in English. For example, in English we could say, it's cancelled. We use the same version, cancelled, that comes after haber. So we can do the same in Spanish. So how would you say, it is cancelled? And I remind you that the adjectives that we form in this way tend to go with a star, only with a few exceptions that are more flexible. So it is cancelled? Está cancelado. Está cancelado. What if we meant la fiesta, the party? Está cancelada. Good. Está cancelada. Fiesta, by the way, is actually related to festival, festivity. We can see the E splitting between festival and fiesta. To complicate in Spanish. What's complication? Complicación. Complicar. Complicar, with folding. Complicar, good. If you want to say, it has got complicated, it has got complicated, how do you think you will say it? Se ha complicado. Good. Se ha complicado. It has got complicated. It has complicated itself, we would say. Very good. So the adjective, complicated, is? Complicado. Complicado, good. So you can say, it is complicated. Es complicado. Es complicado. Or? Está complicado. Está complicado. Actually, with this one, you can use either. It tends to be a tendency to go with a star, with these types of adjectives. But with complicado, you could say either. Es complicado. Está complicado. Depending on what you are talking about, you might feel more drawn to one or to the other, but most of the time they're going to be interchangeable here. We can also make structures like should have, could have, with this haber. Let's start with should have. Now should, we take it from the verb to owe, which also we use like must, and it's related to English debt. Deber. Deber, deber, good. So deber is to owe or must. And if you say would owe, you get should. So how would you say I should? Debería. Good. So now we can say I should have cancelled. And this have is to have. I should to have cancelled. Debería haber cancelado. Very good. I should have cancelled. Debería haber cancelado. I should have cancelled it. Lo debería haber Cancelado. Very good. Lo debería haber cancelado. Where else could that lo go there? It's, a, it's after the unchanged verb. So, debería haberlo cancelado. Yeah, debería haberlo cancelado. Very good. What was could? So, we take to be able and we say would be able to get this could, this could that refers to future. So what is to be able, related to power? Poder. Poder, good. So how would you say I would be able, or I could? Podería. Okay. Podría. Podría. So you could say something like I could have gone, 
I could have gone. What was to go? Ir. Ir. And what was gone, the version of to go after haber? Ha ido. I could have gone. Podría haber ido. Ah, podría haber ido. We could have gone. We could have gone. Podríamos haber ido. Good. Podríamos haber ido. Good. So, after haber, any version of haber, whether it's the two form, haber, whether it's habría, any version of haber, is going to have ado or ido with the following verb. But some verbs are irregular, and they don't form their version after haber in this way. So, to break, related to rupture in English, was romper. Now, this after haber is not rompido. The rompido doesn't exist. It's irregular. After haber, it's roto. R-O-T-O. Roto. So, how would you say, I have broken it? Lo he roto. Good. Lo he roto. I have broken them. Los he roto. Good. Los he roto. What if you want to say, it has broken? It has broken. Se ha roto. Se ha roto. It has broken itself. It has broken. Very good. If you had just said ha roto, I would understand he, she, it, or you, formal, has or have broken, and I would be waiting to hear what was broken. So, we have roto instead of rompido. Let's say, roto is the version of romper after haber, which means it will also count for the adjective. So, if you want to say, it is broken, how would you say it? Está uh, roto. Está roto. And if it was a feminine thing? Está rota. Está rota. To die is morir. 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 And the version after haber is not morido, it's muerto. Muerto. How would you say he has died? Ha muerto. Ha muerto. And with morir, you can hear it with se or without se. There's not really a lot of difference. Sometimes the se doesn't actually make a lot of difference. Ha muerto, se ha muerto. You hear both. Now, if you want to say he is dead, how do you think you would say it? You mean as if it's estar or ser? We know that this type of adjective tends to go with? Well, estar. But I could see why this specific one could also go with ser under certain circumstances. But it doesn't. It never goes with ser. So some of these adjectives we form in this way can go with ser, but this one can't. So firstly, how would that be? He is dead. Está muerto. Está muerto. So complicated, for example, could go with ser and estar, but muerto can't. Maybe it's not just because they are this type of adjective that dead will go with a star. Maybe it is about the way Spanish perceives the world. To be dead is a state that the soul goes through, let's say. You don't know what is the the perception behind that. Or if it's just going with a star because it's one of these adjectives. So they're interesting points to think about. And thinking about those points helps your memory. Even if you're just looking out of interest and not coming to any conclusions. How would you say... I'm dead. And you can use this to mean tired. Huh? This is uh, quite common in Spanish. If you're really tired, you can say, oh, I'm dead. Estoy muerta. Yes, feminine. Estoy muerta. Good. 
you can say also I die myself here like morir se in all different kinds of circumstances when something's really funny when you can't believe something in many different circumstances you could use that you'll hear it around but let's build it let's see how it would sound so to die morir I die myself making this reflexive structure how would it sound it's irregular so the mue is going to come in Ah. Muero, maybe. Muero. Yes, yes. Me muero. Me muero, good. Me muero. So you will hear this all the time, actually, in Spanish. Ay, me muero. Uh, maybe from embarrassment, maybe from laughter, maybe from disbelief. It's a common thing, me muero. To open in Spanish is abrir. 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 And if you want to say, I have opened it, you say, lo he abierto. So we don't have abrido. After haber, we have abierto, another irregular one. Lo he abierto. Is it with an H? No. no. Good question, though. Good that you're thinking about that. Abrir is A-B-R-I-R. Abrir becomes abierto. So how would you say, it is open? Está abierto. Good. Está abierto. How would you say, they are open? Están abierto. Están Están abiertos. Good. Están abiertos. Good. Decir and hacer, to say or to tell, decir, and uh, to make or to do, hacer, also are irregular after haber. These two verbs are quite irregular in most places. We will pay them a little more attention later. So decir, to say or to tell, and hacer, to do and to make, are irregular after haber. Decir becomes dicho, Dicho and hacer becomes hecho, which is why they're nice to see together, because they both have this ch sound. Decir becomes dicho and hacer becomes hecho. So how would you say, I have said it? I have said it. Lo he dicho. Good. Lo he dicho. And what if you wanted to say, I have told him? Lo he dicho. But what we want here is not him. What we want here is to him. I have told to him. Le he dicho. Good. Le he dicho. Good. We have told him. Le hemos dicho. Good. Le hemos dicho. Good. Interestingly, dicho is also a noun. We said that some version of the verb can form the noun. Sometimes it's the to form, sometimes it's the I form, sometimes it's the he, she, it form. Here it's this form. Un dicho is a saying. A saying. Hacer after haber becomes hecho. So how would you say, I have done it or I have made it? Lo he hecho. Good. Lo he hecho. I should have done it. I should have done it. I should? Debería. I should have done it. Debería haberlo hecho? Yes. Debería haberlo hecho. Of course, we can put the lot there because we have haber in the to form. Debería haberlo hecho or lo debería haber hecho. Very good. You should have done it informally. Deberías haber lo hecho. Good. 
Deberías haberlo hecho. How would you say it is done? It is done. Está hecho. Good. Está hecho. You might also see this used like hecho en China, made in China, or hecho en España, made in Spain. You will see this on products, should be a nice reminder. So hecho as an adjective, made or done. No, está hecho, it is done, it is made. But it can also be a noun. Un hecho, un hecho is a fact. And it's actually connected to the word fact, even though they look so different. There is, in Spanish and English, what we can call a kind of grey area between H's and F's. Because in a phonetic change that occurred in Spanish, many F's became silent H's. Just as hecho is from hacer, fact is from to do. So, fair, like in French, if you know some French, is to do. And fact is related to fair, just as hecho is related to hacer. And we can find some other connections between this F and this silent H, between English and Spanish. For example, in English we have fable. A fable is a story, and the story is spoken. And from there we see the relation with hablar, fable, hablar. We have fugitive which is the same root as huir, H-U-I-R, huir, which means to escape or to run away in Spanish. We have hermano or hermana in Spanish, brother or sister, spelled H-E-R-M-A-N-O or with an A on the end for hermana. And there we see the connection with fraternal, hembra, which means female, H-E-M-B-R-A. Even within Spanish, you can see this phenomenon of the H's and the F's. For example, you have iron, which is hierro, H-I-E-R-R-O, hierro, iron. And then you get ferrocarril, which means railways. So they look totally unrelated, but if you know that the F became a silent H and that the E split into IE, you can see the connection between hierro and ferrocarril. You have profundo, profundo, profound in Spanish, as you do in English. And then you have hondo, which means deep. So hondo is the fundo bit of profundo, but with some changes. Hondo, H-O-N-D-O, to mean deep. Fumar means to smoke. And then humo, H-U-M-O, is smoke, like a noun. El humo, the smoke. So there is some interesting things we can find between English and Spanish and within Spanish itself with these F's and H's. Also, you can look out for some connections with other letters. You will find other pairs of letters like this, for example, W's and G's. You get war in English and guerra in Spanish, William in English and Guillermo in Spanish. So this is a, an interesting thing to keep an eye out for to make connections between vocabulary and, of course, in this way, aid your memory.